0: Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mister William Monroe. Will, how you doing?
1: Steve, I'm doing well. Sound like uh Adam Left go there for a minute. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I the guess little, <laughs> the little the uh, little cadence to your voice there.
0: Will, yeah. how are you doing today? <laughs> I guess I'm uh, growing as a speaker.
1: Yeah, right. um No, doing good. I was just talking to you beforehand that after last week's. You know, we're like pretty much blow out one way or the other wins. This week I've got four games that are coming down to the wire, all projected to be within seven points or less. So I've got some tight ones, one including our, our Dynasty League where we need a big game from Najee. Lose by half a point. He's projected for like 19 or no, he's projected for 18 and a half. And we need basically 19 on the nose to win by like one.
0: It's definitely going to be a tight one. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, we'll see. I mean, it's definitely doable. What was the stat you threw out on it, in our chat? He's he's he scored knock 19.
1: on wood. He's missed it only once out of seven games, and it was the first game of the year. But it was against Buffalo, another tough defense, like um like we have with Pittsburgh or uh, with Chicago tonight. So we'll see. Gonna need gonna need to have him have another big reception game, probably.
0: Yeah. Um. It would be something after you know the. The disappointment that was the rest of our team. Um,
1: yeah, oof. Tannehill not doing much. Some big let Beasley, after we Tyreke. were hyped oof. up for that JT performance on Thursday that we got.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much canceled out by Nick Chubb on the other side. Yeah, um, yeah, and then yeah, I mean Tyreek, Tyreek's really the one that burned us. Um, but you know, Landry did whole didn't offense, much. man, Colts it's defense.
1: crazy to see them really floundering. I mean, thirteen points against Jordan Love led green bay team you'd think that you know they would be able to really handle green bay
0: yeah you'd like to think that uh andy Reid would make some adjustments and figure this out yeah you know, he's has yeah, a lot of time yeah he's of like, yeah. a new coach that's never faced adversity before like he you know he should know what he does and what he's doing but yeah i'm sure it's just more difficult than we're making it out to be
1: yeah yeah it seems like that um but that was uh you know that was an Four o'clock game, I think. Um, and then, yeah, we've got the Monday night here. It's coming week here for week 10. Uh, we've got the Ravens and the Dolphins on Thursday night. Uh, and then a couple of bye weeks coming up. Seems like uh, not as important of a bye week. We've got the Bengals, who got some fantasy options. Uh, the Bears, pretty limited. Giants, you got a couple And the Texans. So, probably not going to be as impactful of a bye week um, this week.
0: People make their start-sit decisions based on who's playing the Texans. So that might have, is true. <laughs> have some kind of reverse uh, reverse impact there. Um, but, yeah, you got some people in there. You got your, your mix in and, you know, Chase, Burrow, Higgins, uh, uh, Herbert, Montgomery. If Montgomery's been activated, correct, I believe?
1: I believe Montgomery has been activated, yeah, yes. I think
0: he has. Um, you know, Saquon, blah, blah, blah. There's a few people. But, anyway... Um, still got to get through some waiver options here so uh you ready to jump in
1: yeah i think uh we are ready to get it going
0: cool so uh first on the list for running backs we have uh naeem hines had himself a good week uh rostered about 53 percent of leagues what do you think about him
1: yeah i think he's an interesting one i think the game script uh you'd think would have not been on his side you know with a going up really big but Six carries, seventy-four yards, and a touchdown. So he had a really big hair, uh, you know, really big day on the ground. A couple of big carries, and then another four catches, thirty-four yards, some return yards. So yeah, I mean, he had a big game. I don't know how repeatable it is. You're you're probably going to be, you know, get one or two of those every once in a while. But you're still firmly behind Jonathan Taylor, right?
0: Yeah. and... A lot of people they look at, and us included to a certain degree. You know, everyone looks at Hines as like some nice PPR asset to have. Um, you know, he's a good depth play. He's going to get you some catches, will get you something. It's not too bad. But if you look at his past few weeks, uh, he's done next to nothing. Um, you know, in our format here, half point PPR. Um, so of full point, you're going to get a little bit more. But uh, you know, we had this week, which was the eighteen point eight. Uh, the week prior, four point four, one point seven, two point seven, one point eight, point one. Then you get back to a sixteen. So, like he was terrible for very long stretches. A um, couple of those games were losses too, which are supposed to fit his mantra. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm surprised to see his that he's rostered in over half of leagues. Um, yeah, I, I was surprised to see that, given you know what he's uh, what he's been doing lately. But yeah, with that said, I'm with you. Like I'm. If you want to add him because you need some running back depth and you know maybe the targets are going to come, that's fine. But I'm not bidding on him with any sort of expectation that he's going to do anything. Uh, you know, maybe I looked at him for free. I doubt that's going to happen after a big game. Somebody's going to bid something, but I'm I'm just not interested.
1: One that may be a little more interesting, depending on I guess maybe some injuries. Devonta Freeman, twenty percent rostered, going up against Miami this week. Uh, that's the Thursday night game.
0: This is another one where their the roster ship surprised me. I thought it would be higher. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting you know, 53% like Heinz or anything, but I was expecting it to be higher than 20%. Um, I think he's somebody that has to be owned, but I don't know. You know once you have him on your roster, you're going to have to make that decision every week whether you start him or not. And I feel like you're just going to get it wrong. All the, like, And maybe that's just the luck that you know we all have as fantasy people. The, the week you sit them is the week they go off, and then the week you start them is the week they don't do anything. Um, I feel like he's going to be hard to predict. And like you said, there's some injury issues there, and that can impact the decision. But it's going to be so hard guessing what weeks you should be starting him, and whatnot. I'd rather almost not have the headache on my roster. But um, he's been good for fantasy at times, so I think he should be rostered. I just personally don't really want him. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think he's more of just like a depth player for your bench. Um, you can, you know, start him here and there when you have some you have a good matchup or you have some bi week issues, but I think they definitely trust him. Even, you know, Latavius Murray's been, I think, in and out of the lineup. He didn't play again this week. So he comes back and muddies it a bit, but I think if he is the guy, you know you have a chance at flexing him, and at the very least, it's just good depth play there for for redraft league. so I don't know Miami's maybe a decent matchup because you think maybe the Ravens can kind of run away with that one. Miami looked decent this week, but not playing well. haven't won many games this year, so I think uh Freeman's not a not a bad pickup at least to have as your you know as a depth piece.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, another guy that's emerging as an interesting depth option is Jordan Howard. Only rostered in thirteen percent of leagues, but his past two weeks have definitely been start worthy. Um, I, I know. Well, my personal concerns being, you know, what's his role like when Miles Sanders returns? Because um, that's that's kind of when he he started turning back up. So, as our uh, as our Eagles fan, what do you think of Mister Jordan Howard?
1: Yeah, I think it's tough because you know when the Eagles have traditionally been a good team, they have had like a bunch of running backs and it's been tough to figure out who to play. Uh, And it kind of feels like that, you know, like the 2017 year where you've had Jay Ajayi and LeGarrette Blount and Corey Clement, they're playing a bunch of guys. So it's really what you're getting here. You're getting Boston Scott and Howard playing a lot and then you're mixing in Gainwell. Um, So I think he'll be relevant. He'll, you know, be, you start him, you're banking on a touchdown. If he doesn't get a touchdown, you're probably disappointed. Um, but then once Sanders comes back, which I think would be in, you know, probably about a week or two, you're probably not going to be able to play him. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just don't know how, how relevant he'll be for the extended period of time, especially with Denver, who surprisingly shut down Dallas this week.
0: Yeah, he might, uh, and I'm going to throw out a, an old name for you here, Will, um, but given his performance, he might have earned himself a uh, – man, I don't remember his last name. A Tolbert-like role?
1: Um, uh, I man, think well, that was his last name. Something. It yeah, was his last right? name.
0: Yeah, I don't remember his first. Mike Tolbert? Yeah, Robert Tolbert? Mm, um,
1: one of them. They yeah, were, actually, they both sound right.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) I remember starting him a lot um, back in the day because every week he'd score a touchdown. So, you know, maybe Blunt is a better, you know, modern day uh, example of that, of like, you know what? He's played well, and maybe he's earned himself the goal line role even when Sanders gets back, in which case he's flex-worthy. If you pick the game, they score a touchdown in. Um, If you want to roll the dice on that, you know, on the Eagles offense, it's another question. But, you know, he might have gotten himself some sort of role.
1: Yeah, and then that's really what you're kind of banking on here is, you know, him hitting and getting that touchdown. So I don't really think that's what you, a guy that you want to roster. I mean, if you want to pick him up, sure. Um, I'm probably not spending too much on him. Probably literally one week, maybe two more weeks that he's relevant. Uh, And then Sanders is back, and then it just becomes really muddy. So not interested there. We got a couple of younger guys um, that have. Some rel- you know, relative, um, relative relevance in uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Eno Benjamin and in, in the interest in either of them, Steve.
0: Um, so it's Stevenson, not really. It's really hard to tell because both him and, um, Damian Howard, I both believe, I believe both of them got hurt. Um, I know Stevenson got hurt. He had a head injury. Um, I believe Damian got hurt too. I could be wrong there, but, um, he had himself a good game. You know, he's had another I think it was one or two weeks this year we had good games and then the rest haven't been anything. So I'm really not expecting anything. Um if I'm right and Damian Harris was hurt and, and Stevenson ends up being fine, that he'd be a good play, but other than that, not super interested. Uh, Eno had himself a good fantasy game. He had that touchdown. I don't expect him to play defenses as, bad as the 49ers right now too often. Um so I'm not expecting that to repeat. Um, but the Cardinals have been using, you know, Connor and Chase all year, uh, and you know if they're going to continue using two backs, it's it's going to be Eno, uh, Eno. so he is worth rostering. I think.
1: Yeah, um, sounds like a high ankle sprain, uh, so that could keep Chase Edmonds out for a little while.
0: Yeah, and he, Eno's a tough one to judge from a, uh, a like a waiver bidding process. Um, I, I think. Mm, this late in the season with like bye weeks and stuff coming up he might be up over 20 percent or maybe like right at 20 percent
1: yeah especially because you'd imagine you no know, guaranteed work but guaranteed you know opportunity or chance at work for an extended period of time i mean you gotta imagine at the very least they're probably gonna put Edmonds on the, the short-term ir so i'd think probably at least three weeks and then you know from there you have opportunity for more if if that is a high ankle sprain which a lot of times we see that linger for a while
0: yeah, yeah and there was a lot of uh there's a lot of you know well i don't know about anymore, but when he was drafted there were a lot of supporters of his and maybe they're yeah.
1: coming out of the World you do War, got so. uh two weeks and then the bye week 12 so i don't know is is the short-term ir three games or three weeks
0: i believe it's three weeks
1: so um, and one of those weeks against carolina games. Carolina and that's, this week. That's, yeah. It's Island a good defense week. So, yeah.
0: So that's, it's Chicago
1: tough. and, and L and the Rams coming out of it. So not a great stretch. I don't know that I want to spin up on him, but some, sometimes some people may not have the luxury of, of not spinning up just based on, you know, running backs that are out there, all the injuries that we incur. So I think he's not a bad uh, waiver claim. And, and of the guys we've talked about so far, he'd probably be the most intriguing. Cause I think it's the most upside. Uh, maybe Freeman, but I think probably him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so moving on to the next guy here. We got Mark Ingram and Alex Collins, our last two running backs here. Uh, Ingram looks pretty good and, and he's been, you know pr- almost borderline flexible. Uh, he, despite being used behind alvin kamara, thirty eight percent rostered. It's got Tennessee's surprisingly elite defense after this week's performance. Uh, any interest in Mark Ingram here?
0: Um, yeah, yeah. I think he should be rostered for sure. Um, I'm not, I'm probably not confident enough to just plug him into the lineup yet. Um, but in a desperation play, I would, I would just rather see a little bit more of him with the saints before I I pull the trigger on on actually starting him. Um, but yeah, I think he's interested and he, he definitely should be rostered, um, 38% is too low. Alex Collins on the flip side, I feel like somebody that's going to be on this episode for like the rest of the year. Um, He's going to have some games where he's good and other games where it's just somebody else. um, And that's probably going to get old. But I think he should be rostered as well. You're getting to the part of the season where you realize what you are. Like you're out of the playoffs or you're contending or you're locked in and you got to start thinking about You know, the that playoff run and and a key thing for playoff runs is running back depth. Um and and one thing about
1: Collins too is it does sound like we are gonna be getting Russell Wilson back. He tweeted out that he's cleared to play, uh or that he's healed from the injury, so it sounds like there's a very good chance he could be back this week. I think that could really change the game, you know, when Russell's back, they are you know gonna have a better offense overall and you know, if they're winning games he could be in better situations to be able to run the ball.
0: Yeah, that could, that could definitely open things up for sure. That's a good point. Um, so yeah, maybe go snag Collins now. um mm-hmm. Yeah, you
1: know, coming um, off the bye too, he may be you know falling through. Falling yeah, through the cracks. People might be realizing. Yeah, yeah
0: they're focusing on Eno and, and you know stuff like that and and Freeman and, and they forget about him. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, that we're gonna move on that rounds out the running back position here moving on to the wide receiver um donovan peoples jones had himself a another nice week here um known to kind of pop off here and there um i think this is his second or third game of the year where he's had a a, a pretty big week and um i i guess it remains to be seen if it, it, it continues with the absence of you know obj officially being gone you know maybe yeah you know, i mean there's definitely a hole up.
1: for wide receiver too there
0: yeah, so, so maybe he steps up. We'll see. I mean, OBJ's kind of been out of the lineup for a while. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the counter argument. But rostering 13% of leagues, what do you think of him?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I, I wouldn't mind rostering. him. just going to see. I don't think you can play him yet. He only had three targets, uh, two catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. So big play is always good. But, you know, he, I, I think he was injured, right? So he didn't have any, any stats here the last two weeks. Um, another – big game before that that week six four catches 101 yards and two touchdowns it seems like it's a big play guy It could be getting you know a high upside player um you got new england this week detroit and baltimore after that are both surprisingly good against the pass so it's definitely something to think about but um i think yeah i'm probably not spending much on him i'd be more interested in, in a breakout of a guy like we have coming up next year and Elijah Moore.
0: Yeah. More, uh, it's three weeks in a row now that he's been solid for fantasy. I mean, this week, obviously mm-hmm. much more than solid, but three weeks of being solid. Um, you have the question marks as, as to, um, you know the quarterback situation. Yeah. Um, you know, who he, is it? Who is it? Yeah. I mean, he's been really good with white. um,
1: Played so, good with um, the third string there too. Uh, Josh Johnson, I believe, right? Or yeah. John, yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens um, when uh, Zach Wilson returns. That's, <laughs> and I mean, what happens as far as with Elijah Moore? I mean, I would imagine Zach Wilson's definitely starting. Um, you do have, you know, Buffalo this week. So, yes yeah, a tough matchup. That is a tough matchup. If he doesn't get grabbed up on waivers, you could probably just. Not grab him and next week, and imagine he's not gonna be doing too much. You just get him on cheap, but yeah. Um,
1: I think you know, depending on how deep your roster is, he's not a bad flyer to throw on the back. I'd probably rather throw him on the back of my roster than people's Jones at this yeah, point. And, and
0: after that, see. after Buffalo, you got Miami and Houston. Um, Philly, Miami again. You do got Tampa Bay in Championship Week, so you will not be using him then. But that's a that's a far way away. I don't think anybody's thinking about relying on him for that point. But you know, to your point, you know, he is the the rookie that could be ascending in the second half of the season. That's the story that you like to see. Um, so that that might be coming to pass right now.
1: Yeah, I think you know it seems like you know another young receiver. So usually what we see, right? A couple of them will break out early, but for the most part, a lot of those rookie receivers. Come on in the second half of the year. It takes a little while to get used to the NFL. So hopefully that's the case, especially for us. I know we have him in our dynasty and I have him in another dynasty league. So hoping to see him continue to show these flashes.
0: Yeah, and I guess we'll uh we'll transition. We'll we'll skip somebody on our list real quick here, Will. But speaking of rookies, um, Rashad Bateman continuing to to soak up targets. Um not having, you know, monster fantasy impact. He's been fine, he's been usable. Flex kind of uh potential. Um again, Watkins has been out. So, you know, maybe that changes when Sammy Watkins returns. Um but, you know, if I'm the Ravens, I, I'd rather continue to use the young guy with a lot of potential over the I don't want to call Watkins old, but the the guy you you know everything about at this point.
1: Um, yeah, you're not learning anything new there.
0: Yeah, another guy that we've talked about quite a few times. Um only Ross in 36% of leagues. I mean, he's again, he's been solid like if you get your depth for your playoff run. You know, he's pretty good depth. You could just plug him in there and you'll get yeah, you know, seven, eight targets or something to that degree. And the Ravens offense, which is pretty good.
1: Yeah. And once again, you know, he hasn't, you know, been great, but you know, you know, this week here uh we've got five catches, fifty two yards, so seven and a half here and a half point PPR. Eight targets again though. So I think he's definitely someone that needs to be rostered and in the right matchup you know you got Miami you got Chicago decent matchups for receivers here I think you can play him in in, in some of these matchups here so yeah I, I like him I, I don't know that you have to play him this week but in a pinch I wouldn't mind throwing him in the flex you know against Miami a team that you know they have some really good cornerbacks but surprisingly have been very bad against the pass but very bad against wide receivers from fancy perspective
0: yep I agreed that makes sense um Next up, the guy we skipped, Mr. Tim Patrick. Uh only rostered in 25% of leagues. Uh well in, in our scoring, half point, um, he has had double digits for fantasy points in six of the nine weeks so far this year. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: and it, that's probably the weeks that we didn't play him in our dynasty league.
0: <laughs> for real. For real. Um, but you gotta figure, you know, most people are in, in PPR, so there's those numbers even higher. And only rostered in 25% of leagues. That that's surprising. I don't know. You know, there's probably some trust issues there because you don't trust Teddy fully. You got Sutton there. You got Fant there. You got Jerry Judy there. So it feels like any given week, but I mean, he's been pretty reliable all year.
1: Yeah, I think it's tough because you got the Eagles who have been pretty good against the Rogers' position from a fantasy perspective here halfway through the year. A couple of good cornerbacks. uh, But Darius Slade did get hurt at the end of the game. I haven't heard any details, uh, but you'd think that their top two guys would likely be sticking the top two guys in Denver there, so should Slave you out, you're going to be having a fourth corner, probably lining up on Patrick um, so definitely an opportunity, but you do get the bye week coming up afterwards, so I don't know that I'm spending a ton on him because he might be a candidate that you have to cut depending on how your weeks uh, and how your roster looks in week 11 um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know, do you see you, someone you're looking to pick up and, and spend up on?
0: If I need wide receiver death, I'll be looking to pick him up. I'm not willing to spend up on him, I don't think though. So. Um And again, I could be wrong. I you know, I just said six or nine weeks, he he's been good, but you know, like apparently a lot of other people, I just don't trust him. Um But if you need the depth, that that's a fine uh fine shot to take there. Um additionally for some death, we we mentioned it before, Michael Gallup, he's expected to play
1: Week 10. Yeah, I think he was. they had a chance to play this week, uh, but they decided to hold off, and it looks like he is uh, hopefully going to be able to play this coming week.
0: Which is funny, because he hasn't played since week one, and yet he's rostered in 48% of leagues. Meanwhile, yeah. Tim Patrick is doing very good, <laughs> only rostered in 25.
1: Um, People are just scared to let go of Michael Gallup, or yeah, they have been all year.
0: That's uh, offensive recognition, quarterback recognition, uh, name recognition a little bit more. There's a lot that goes into that, I'm sure. But uh, your last chance to to scoop him up, um, yeah, I'd imagine. But uh, yeah, we've talked about him before. You have anything that, to add to previous conversations on Gallup?
1: No, I mean I think he's not a bad, you know, add to the back of your roster and and see what happens. See how he looks coming back. I'm definitely not trying to play him. Atlanta's not a bad matchup, but I'm not ready to play him just yet. Um, but yeah, another guy here that I think you can claim, you know, we always seem to be a little more interested in the receivers than the running backs, but not willing to spend as much on them.
0: Moving into another position where you're not willing to spend up too much on a yeah. bunch of flyers here, the tight end position, um, Troutman, um, it kind of, in, well, not really in the, in the Bateman mode, but he's getting a lot of targets the past two weeks. Hasn't done too much from a fantasy perspective, but he's getting a lot of targets only in 5% of leagues. Um,
1: target count The, interests the you? quarterback, it, it, you know, not having the quarterback there. If this is Winston and those targets are there, I think I'm a little more interested. Um, it's tough, though. Other than that, you got Troutman, 5% rostered. I think he's worth a shot, you know, against Tennessee. Defense hasn't been great, but this last week played great. So who knows if that's just, you know, you're getting amped up to play them, you'd, you know, your play amped up for the first week without Derrick Henry. Maybe that comes down a bit, but I don't, I don't know that he's someone I'd want to stream There's probably at least one, maybe two other guys that I'd be a little more inclined to stream than him this week. And, and I don't know that you can afford to just throw him on your bench and stream another guy, uh, two roster spots on tight end. It's, it's pretty tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. So yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. You gotta be pretty desperate there to, to see if something comes along there. Um, got some other options that are probably a little bit more reliable here um conklin uh been pretty solid it might be kind of uh matchup dependent there only ross in 38 percent of leagues uh do you like conklin
1: yes i i think he is in in this matchup too against the chargers who can score i know i know we were talking about you know they played the eagles this week and we're able to still put up some numbers against the uh, corners that, and, and team that has played well, but they've, they both, the Chargers and the Eagles have been poor against the tight end and we saw Goddard, you know, he played decent. You know, I don't think Hirsch was able to find him too much. I know it was mostly Devonta Smith that was really the benefactor there. Um, but he had, the Chargers have, you know, overall been pretty susceptible to the tight end. Third, most points to fantasy tight ends despite this uh, down week for Goddard. So I think Conklin's not a bad stream. I think I'm probably most interested in Dan Arnold. Now that is going to come down to Trevor Lawrence's health. I don't know if we got any specific updates. I think last I heard he's, he should be fine with you know coming off of an ankle injury. He had a pretty good first quarter, though. I mean, considering that he got injured 118 yards, three carries for four yards, so not too much there. but. I think he got injured at some point in the first quarter, so he was on pace to throw for some you know, big yards against a tough Buffalo team. If he's out there, I think Arnold is the guy that I'm. I'm trying to stream out of this this bunch.
0: He'll be in uh, game script positive situations <laughs> for most of the year. Uh, you know the Jaguars aren't going to be taking down Buffalo sized teams very often. So yeah, he'll, uh, he'll get plenty of garbage time and everything as well. So yeah, he is a, a good option. Um with a, a bit of a reminder I don't think there's any word on Logan Thomas yet but he should be due back soon. I would think yeah, haven't I heard think anything, right?
1: He's eligible to come off at this point. I, I think he may have been eligible this last week but they had to buy. I don't know if there's any official news, um but I think it seems like he is going to be eligible to come off and I would imagine he will practice. The last I see was Tuesday of last week. They just mentioned that he will practice after the bye. So keep an eye out. See if there's any news from today, Monday, or Tuesday. But I think he's not a bad guy to throw on the back of your roster. You know, talk about Troutman and not a guy. Talk about Troutman and not a guy that I really want to throw on the back of my roster and wait for. Logan Thomas is someone I wouldn't mind rostering two tight ends for. I think he's a guy that you can throw on the back of your roster, you know, maybe you have to start Arnold or Conklin, but Thomas is someone that I, you know, if he is healthy is someone you can plug in and play for the rest of the season. Uh, You know, if he's back to full health.
0: Yeah. And that's why we've seen, you know, Ricky seals Jones, you know, doing so well, you know, there is no second, receiving option that's that's really emerged there you know outside of like McKissick or Gibson you know uh, there's no wide receiver or tight end that's really emerged there as a, a second option so yeah when he gets back all the opportunities there for him um and finally Will, I, I guess uh we got to wait for tonight's game to finish up on, on Mr. Friermuth but this is a big one he's had two good weeks um he puts that uh, a third one here together you know he's uh, probably a guy that you just plug in and, and move forward with I guess
1: yeah, I think so. I mean, if he keeps playing like this, I I don't. Do we know? Was there an was there an injury to um, Eric Ebron ahead of him?
0: Uh, yes, Ebron is down, I believe. Yeah. Um, let me see. So that helps as long as he on
1: continues to be down. Um, now. That yeah, he has may a hamstring problem. Gotcha.
0: And that's going to linger because it's a hamstring. So yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um. But yeah, you know, it, this is his time to shine, right? This is what a rookie wants to see. The guy in front of him, well, not wants to see, but the guy in yeah. front of him has gone down. The opportunity is yours.
1: Yeah. And he's gotten the targets. It, you know, they don't really have the opportunity to go too far downfield there in Pittsburgh. So a lot of them end up, you know, in short to Najee, short to Deontay Johnson, and short to, to Mr. Freymouth here. So I think he's not a bad option as well. Like you said, if we see him come up again, that's, you know, Three weeks in a row, well, three out of four with the bye there, so pretty much three fantasy games in a row. I think you got to jump in those flames and see how far it takes you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Time, Will, to move into the the streaming portion of the show.
1: Uh, yeah, the flip side of Pat Friermuth.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, we get to the, the quarterback position. Uh, Friermuth's quarterback, Big Ben, uh, is up against Detroit. Bridgewater is against Philly. Wentz versus Jacksonville. Matt Ryan at Dallas and Trevor Lawrence at Indy. Who do you want?
1: I, you know, I was, I was going through the quarterbacks, you know, and the guys that we try to focus on 60% or less roster. Not thrilled about many of them. I mean, Matt Ryan looks somewhat interesting now because Dallas got, you know, pretty torched by, um, by Denver, but I don't even think Bridgewater did that great. I think it was mostly on the ground. So, I mean, maybe him I think Wentz is probably the one that I'm most interested in and I mean he's coming off of you know a good game against the Jets but they're still the Jets right now so uh, I mean 23 almost 24 points for Bridgewater 249 yards one touchdown or a rushing touchdown so not bad Uh, Matt Ryan probably will be next and if Lawrence is healthy I wouldn't mind throwing him out there so I'd probably put it Wentz Ryan Lawrence. What about you? Yeah,
0: probably. Wentz is the definite for me. I find that pretty easy given how fantasy consistent he's been. Um, but, yeah, I, I tend to agree probably with that order. I keep looking at Big Ben and looking at Detroit and being like, well, if I'm playing it is for— Detroit. It is Detroit. And if there's somebody <laughs> that I want the highest upside for is it Big Ben, like— you know, we, we've seen Big Ben in the past with his, you know, big four touchdown games and all that stuff. And it's like, well, he might be the, the, the upside option. But then you look at the year and that hasn't happened at all this year. So I don't know if that's really still in the cards for him anymore. It doesn't seem like it. And he's done it in the past. So, you know, there's opportunity for it to happen. You know, it's still there somewhere. I just don't think
1: the likelihood is high
0: anymore. So I glance at Big Ben. Uh, ultimately, I'm right with you in, in
1: probably the same exact order. Yeah, so that's um, what we're thinking for quarterbacks. Not too many great streaming options out there this week, unfortunately. we look at defensive streamers, we're looking at the Broncos, 47% rostered versus the Eagles. We have the Titans, new elite defense, 9% rostered versus New Orleans. Uh, We'll see what the quarterback situation looks like for them going into that. Packers, 27% 27% rostered against Seattle, which could be changing if we do get full confirmation that Russell Wilson is active then the Browns, 50% rostered at new England.
0: Yeah. I'll pretty easily take the Broncos here. If you could shut down Dallas, you can shut down Philly. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so they seem to be the easy option. You know, the Titans, I don't trust um, the Packers. You know, like you said, I imagine Russ is back and I don't, I don't know what's happening with the Packers. I don't, you know, I is Aaron Rodgers able to come back this week? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't paid attention. Do you know? Because I really haven't paid attention to that part. There's so many other bits we, of the story. Nobody's I think focused on that.
1: There's a chance at the end of the week he could like get the, the right amount of um, tests, but I think we still do not know for sure.
0: Gotcha. So, yeah, I'm not interested in playing that game. Um, and then the Browns, I, I do think the Browns are probably a pretty good um, option as well as in. You know, with these four options here, I said they're mm-hmm. probably not you know the best option, but um, pretty good w- with the the company around them here. I'm just worried about New England because they're kind of hot right now. Um, so I will stick with the Broncos here. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think it's the Broncos. I, if you really want to gamble, I wouldn't mind taking a shot on the Titans. Um, you know, like we said you know, earlier with some of the New Orleans stream options. You know, were the Titans, you know, is this a just shift uh you know of, of the mentality of the team without Derrick Henry? Or is this, you know, just a, a one week, you know, energize and then they kinda go back to what they were. Um, yeah, I think it's it's tough. I, I, I wouldn't mind taking a shot with them. I'd probably look for Denver first. But yeah, the Titans I think wouldn't be a bad shot and you probably can get them for free.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the the uh, the easiest stream because they're out there. They're rostered in 9% mm-hmm. of leagues, you know, Broncos and Browns, both hovering around 50%. So that is very true. Um, and uh, that's going to wrap up the waiver episode here. Tune in on Thursday for our start sit episode for week 10, Will.
1: Can you <laughs> believe it? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Flying by every year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, tune in then for the start sit episode. Until then, trust your board.